ومن أحسن قولا ممن دعا إلى الله وعمل صالحا وقال إنني من المسلمين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين one of the most beautiful things about our, our deen is that it is a very pragmatic religion. Islam is not only based on theoretical ideas, but it talks a lot about practical things that we deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. Today, inshallah, I do want to talk about one thing that we all have to deal with when it comes to our families, and that is sibling rivalry. See, there is no doubt that when it comes to sibling rivalry, as we grow up in ch as children and we become teenagers and we become adults, then there is going to be a certain level of rivalry that would take place. And what's beautiful, once again, about our deen is that it did not just completely dismiss the idea, but it did address it. The Qur'an actually shares with us stories that talks about siblings. It talks about that what took place between siblings. You have siblings that got along very well and aided one another and supported one another like we find in the case of Musa and his brother Harun. We find cases in the Qur'an where there was intense sibling rivalry to the point that there was hatred and jealousy and perhaps even a, an attempt to get rid and kill another sibling of theirs, such as in the case of Yusuf and his brothers. We also find a, st a story that world where there was actual a killing that did take place, like it was in the case of Adam Salam's two children, Habil and Qabil. So there is no doubt in the fact that there is something called sibling rivalry and it will take place. And not only that, but we should never feel bad if it took place within our families, because if it took place within the families of the prophets and the anbiya, then this is something that we can, we are susceptible to. But at the same time, the Quran and the Sunnah has given us um, methods and ideas that how we can sort of get along with one another and how can we prevent intense sibling rivalry. It first starts off with the parents in many cases. Now I'm not saying that the parents, once again, in the cases of the Anbiya, because they were Anbiya, they were the best parents you can possibly imagine, and if it happened to their children, first of all, a parent should take it upon themselves and ask themselves, did I do the right things or not? For example, some of the things that parents can do, number one is, to establish a level of fairness and justice amongst their kids. Do not give favoritism or do not favor one over the other because this will settle in. And believe it or not, parents, this is something that children will remember forever. This is something that they will remember forever even if they become uh, adults one day. So what we learn from the story of Nu'man ibn Bashir عن, a very well-known story that his father came to the Prophet and he wanted to give his son Nu'man a, a gift for the reason that he's one of the closer students to Rasulullah and he took pride in that versus his other children, they were not so much close to the Prophet as Nu'man was. So he thought that, you know what, let me, let me reward my son. And not only that, but he wanted to gain the blessings of Rasulullah in giving this gift. But the very first thing the Prophet he asked was that, are you giving only Nu'man the gift or you're giving everyone else? And the father responded that I'm giving only Nu'man. 
And that is when the Prophet ﷺ, he reprimanded the father of Nu'man and he said that this is not something that I want to be part of. Because if the Prophet was part of this process, it is his own approval, it is somewhat his approval that the fact that one, the father, is giving something and he's favoring one over the other in giving something, then perhaps this can become a trend down the road. And the Prophet ﷺ, he put a stop to that. So that's why it's very important when it comes to our children, that we try to give them, if we're gonna give a gift, a particular gift, a very expensive gift, then making sure that we give all of our children an equal amount. Another thing that's very important for, for the parents to do when it comes to our children, in order to prevent the sibling rivalry and the hatred amongst the siblings, is to make sure that we are fair across the board. Now, I will say something that may really cause some, you know, I may step on, toe, on some toes over here, but it is the reality and it is the truth, and that's why I'm mentioning this. You know, subhanAllah, when it comes to our girls, we make sure in majority of the families, we make sure that by Maghrib time, they have to be at home. And then when it comes to the boys, they can be out till two or three o'clock in the morning. You know, you don't realize, but the girls are gonna feel that this is not something that is right. This is not something that is fair. And let's not try to kid ourselves and let's not try to, you know, hide ourselves under the covers and try to be oblivious to the reality. But the reality is that our boys are not innocent either at all times. You know, they're not always going to be on the right path. And to say that, well, I can trust my boys because they're boys, or we say boys will be boys, and it's fine if they make wrong, if they do wrong things and so forth, that's fine, they can stay outside till 3 o'clock, but my daughter has to stay at home till uh, she has to be at home by Maghrib time, or when it gets dark, that's an injustice. And parents, no matter how much you want to deny this, this is something that if you don't if you are unjust in this way the children will remember this and once again i'll be honest once again the boys are not that innocent either let's not try to act that when they go outside they're going to be sitting at the masjid all night long either so let's try to be let's try to understand this and let's try to be as fair as we can in my opinion you keep a time that everyone has to be at home by a certain time you establish that justice at home and you will see that when your kids grow up, they're gonna have respect for you. Even the boys are gonna have respect for you, even though you're putting restrictions on them and the girls are gonna have respect. But this is why we have problems today in our deen and this is why we keep on hearing this over and over again, that Islam has flexible rules for men and there's so much strictness for women and so many of our girls are going away because the parents are putting these kind of restrictions on their girls. I'm not saying that you don't have to, but then if you're going to put a restriction on your daughter, you better put a similar restriction on your son too. Now, what can we do as, what can we do when the children grow up and they become adults? As them adults, I have some few advices. Number one is that it's very important to understand that we try to stay away from envy. Yes, there are going to be some brothers, some sisters that they get married uh, into other families or you know they may have a good career and so forth. And it's very possible that within a family, one sibling is going to have more than the other sibling. And that's absolutely fine. But we should never engage in envy. Envy and hasad and jealousy has ripped apart, uh, ripped apart families. In fact, we see that hasad and jealousy leads to hatred. And hatred will lead to other actions that people can be regrettable about down the road. That's why it's very important that we stay away from envy. If we see something that my sibling has, and I would want the same thing, make dua for them. And perhaps, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give you the same. 
but try to stay away from envy. If Allah has given someone, then make dua for them, be happy for them from the bottom of your heart, because that is what siblings are supposed to do. Another thing that's also very important as siblings when we grow up and we become adults is to ignore the ignorance. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us in the Quran to ignore the things that are that someone ignorantly may do. So in a family, we will see that one sibling may do something that is very ignorant, may say something that is very ignorant, may say something or do something that is completely out of line. And what I would recommend is that for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just try to overlook it, just completely ignore it, and do what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taught us to do in the Quran, and that is, فَمَنْ عَفَى وَأَصْلَحَ فَأَجْرُهُ عَلَى اللَّهِ If someone of your siblings has said something to you, done something to you, that is considered as extremely offensive, and it has hurt your ego a lot, remember this ayah of the Quran, that whoever reconciles and they forgive, then their reward is upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I'll finish on this inshallah. There's a very beautiful story that we find of Imam Ahmad ibn Hamad rahmatullahi alayhi. It was known that at the end of his life, he used to forgive a lot of people. In fact, those people who tortured him in the prison, they would even come to Imam Ahmad Hanbal seeking forgiveness before he passed away. And his son would sort of object to his father that why do you forgive all these people? Don't you want justice in the hereafter? And he would often recite this ayah and say that on the day of judgment, there are going to be people, people are going to be on their knees. However, there's going to be a group of people that will stand up. And this is because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will tell people, and He will announce on the day of judgment, is there anyone that I owe an ajr to? I owe a, a reward to? And he, Imam Ahmad Hamba says that these people, when they were mistreated and they were on, they were victims, of mistreatment and so forth, but they forgave for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they let it go, then these people will stand up on the day of judgment and they will say to Allah, Oh Allah, yes, you owe me a reward because of this ayah of the Quran. So yes, amongst our siblings, there are gonna be some who are gonna be absolutely ignorant. They're gonna there are gonna be some who may say some really you know nasty things, some wrong things, some vile things, do things that are completely unheard of and totally unethical. But in that situation, to step up as a sibling and to try to bring the family together, that is a person who will be rewarding the hereafter. A person who lets go of how they were mistreated and they just try to keep the, the, co the, the cohesion amongst the family, that is someone who is going to be truly deserving of Allah's ajr in the hereafter. And finally, I will also say this. There are times when, you know, you try to do everything you can in your power, in your capacity, and just and nothing works and no one wants to talk to you, and the siblings don't want to forgive each other, in that case, there's nothing you can do about that, but just to make dua for them. Because at the end of the day, you did what you have to do in your capacity, and you leave the rest to the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep the harmony between our families. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep the harmony between the siblings. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in every single family bring the hearts of the siblings together and keep them united, inshallah, especially after their parents have departed from this dunya and this world. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi وبركاته. <تصفيق> 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 
الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما إن الذين يؤذون الله ورسوله لعنهم الله في الدنيا والآخرة وأعد لهم عذابا مهينا والذين يؤذون المؤمنين والمؤمنات بغير ما اكتسبوا فقد احتملوا بهتانا وإثما مبينا Thank you.